Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. I want to talk to you today about planning. Specifically, let's talk about some life insurance planning. For a lot of people, that's the last thing that they want to discuss. It brings their eventual mortality directly to the forefront during the discussion. Your eternal salvation, if you're a believer, is guaranteed. And that's a great start. But what about those that you leave behind? Wouldn't it be great if you could have a guarantee for them here in the rotten here and now as they go through probably one of the worst few days of their life? What about if you are blessed enough to stick around a while, wouldn't it be even greater to have a benefit financially in that regards as well? Of course. Well, that's where our guest today comes in. Kirk Hortel has a ministry called Charity One, and he helps families to create their own family foundation to help in estate planning, reducing taxes, to help them support charities of their choice, including increasing their giving to local churches. Amen. Help me welcome to the program. Kirk Hortel. Kirk, I appreciate you coming on the program today and discussing these very important topics with our audience. Thank you. Yeah, absolute, uh, absolutely. Pleasure to be here and, and discuss these things that I, I care uh, about a lot. So, Amen. Well, the first question I always start with is this. Other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Kirk Hortel? Great. Well, first, I'm, uh, I am a believer. Uh, I profess my faith in Christ and unashamedly. Amen. Excuse me. I uh, I was a fireman for the city of Phoenix for over five years. Um, did that when I was uh, I got married to my beautiful wife. Um, about a year and a half later, I got hired by the fire department, and that kind of gave me a micro identity as firemen are known. And um, but I just saw a lot of a lot of things in the fire service that didn't sit well with me. Um, like I'll back up when I got married, I are going into marriage. I was very, uh, timid and I was very new in my faith and almost, I don't think I was saved yet, but I was wrestling. And I realized that, you know, a lot of the marriages in my life that I had seen through friends, families, coworkers, like they were very, um, disastrous and the church is very aware of this finances, wreck the families, alcoholism, all these things. So I said, well, what can I do? to make sure my marriage to my beautiful soon to be wife is good. And so I started to learn finance. And I remember bowing my head and saying, Lord, reveal to me the basics of the understanding of how this money works. You know, in, in Genesis, it talks about gold, you know, eight times. Um, so if you go to Genesis in a search, you can just type in gold. And it says that gold is, is God's people's money. Talks about it in a good light. Well, we've got out of the gold world and we've got into a, a, a paper world. And that paper world is a distortion against everything. It's not true weights and measures. There's a group of men who control the 
um, issuance of the currency and they manipulate. And it's one of the most powerful things that can exist in the world. Um, you know, Lord Amso Rothschild said, I don't care who writes the laws of a country. Just let me print it. <laughs> meaning, Amen. meaning he understands. So a lot of this stuff I read, the creature from Jackal Island by G. Edward Griffin, which reveals the kind of how that system came in by deceit and trickery on a Christmas Eve night on a, on a secret train ride to Jackal Island. Very good book. Uh, and so I was wrestling and I said, man, I, and so I ended up reading, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 books on finance, listening to podcasts and just trying to understand to have a, a good base. Well, they say, if you read 10 books on any subject, you're pretty much an expert compared to the work compared to the world. Yeah. Um, much, yeah. yeah. And so I'd be at the fire station and, and, you know, even getting hired, they sit you down on an intro on your finances. This is going to be your pension. This is going to be this. And how much money do you want to put in your 401k and this and that? And I just, I ended up reading a book, you know, I'll sum it up. I read a book called Becoming Your Own Banker by R. Nelson Nash. And I got to meet Nelson before he passed away and an incredible purpose-driven, he was not confused. The Lord made him very clear on his objective to life and his his gift right was to educate people on a peaceful money system and that was using insurance so that spun me into the insurance world wasn't interested in becoming an agent um very interested in using the system read the book you guys it's on amazon for 20 bucks and from there i just started applying i said i'm going to use this system that benefits my family compounds my money forever and, um, yeah, I think this is a better solution. I get to access the money. And one of the things they do, uh, Bob, is they create, they're very, they, this, there's nothing accidental in our society. Right. Children are educated the way they're educated with failing rates, even in Baltimore, which is some of the worst in the nation, very purposefully, because those people can be ruled, they can be directed, and they can't make good decisions for their families. And generally, they won't end up with a family. They'll end up incarcerated. They'll end up confused. They'll end up in drugs and addiction. And so, you know, there's a lot of things involved with the way society is set up. So one of the questions you have to ask yourself is, why do all of my retirement funds get locked away from me for 30 years? When you need money every day to go to dinner with your wife, to pay for things at church, to support a neighbor, to plant a tree in your backyard you want. So they they take our money with a carrot in 30 years from now, which you may not have. And it forces a lot of us to go knock on the door of the banks. Can I borrow your money for a home? I need a car. I need an addition to the house. I need a pool. So the system is very, very intricately designed and most people are, are are kind of glossed over and they don't understand it so what i started noticing and nelson what nelson teaches is when you have capital you're in a very good position yeah to make to make decisions whether that's to buy you know i had a friend call me and say hey, i just bought my neighbor's car they were looking to sell it they were looking for cash great car i gave him like five grand the thing's worth ten I used to never have access to 10 grand, five, 10 grand. I used to kind of live paycheck to paycheck and max out my, and so I'm not against 401k by any stretch of imagination. Um, I'm just more of a component of people having a good war chest, 
you know, being disciplined. So my conviction was to serve my local fireman who I worked with. I'm no longer a fireman. As you can tell, most firemen don't have a beard, but um, I ended up departing. And now this is my full-time ministry is teaching families insurance, teaching them to avoid debt. Um, Not all debt, but most debt um, that's toxic and bad. Right. Um, And and just having the conversation and, and, and mainly Bob, just getting people to start to get into the fight that, that there's something going on with our families. You know, the Bible says that, you know, we should leave an inheritance to our children's children. What does that mean? You know, it says, don't build up wealth for yourself, you know, um, build your treasures in heaven. And so I tussled with this. I tussled with this big time. It's like, you know, how much money should we aim for? You know, if the Bible says to give money to the poor, well, then having money isn't bad. And if having money makes you not wealthy or not spiritually rich, rich, why would the Bible tell us to give money to the poor? Because wouldn't that take from them? doesn't make sense to me. So um, that being said, you know, I know I'm kind of all over the place, but we're just trying to bring sound thoughts, sound ideas and helping people navigate this ever so confusing area in, you know, in regards to our faith. And I'm a King James only guy uh, myself. Um, it's, I don't think it's a salvation issue to the slightest. I just personally read from the King James. Um, but there was a big, big, big period of prosperity for humanity coming out of uh, the dark ages. Yeah. And that was because the Bible got set free. Yep. And what does that mean? How does that how does that happen? Well, there was a there was an oppression on this language and they told us what to think. You know, the Catholic Church taught, yep. you know, Ananoia meant to pay for your sins to be given. Well, you know, you have, you know, William Tyndale and a lot of the initial, you know, um, translators putting the the Greek next to the Latin saying, no, 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 for your sins to be forgiven, go come right from God. So in that period, there was truth. And in the people started to get access to the language and the language allowed them to start communing directly with God and receiving salvation from Christ alone and faith alone, soul fida, not through any, any other means, no other conduit other than believing on the blood. So believing on Christ and accepting his blood. So, you know, nothing new under the sun. Five, six, seven hundred years later, we're in Babylon, USA. Uh, Oh, boy. Yeah. So, you know, the the Bible also says, because I remember this particular scripture. I can't remember the exact verse right now, but, uh, you know, true ministry is this taking care of the widows and the orphans. And that's one aspect that life insurance definitely helps out with. And, and what made you look at life insurance after reading that book? Well, what's interesting is it's um, life insurance. It's, it's, it's kind of the conduit. It's just a storehouse. It's a, it's literally a place you can launch money and grow it. So you know, there is a death benefit attached to it, but life insurance is a very small part of an actual whole life insurance policy. 
I would say it's about one tenth. It's not even that much. You know, the, the, the main purpose is to be in control of a pool of money that you and your family can use. Um, and so that was the, that was the area. So um, that's why, you know, there's no other place that I'm aware of where you can put money, grow it tax-free, mm-hmm. use it tax-free, and over time, compound it till you die, not just the day you start using it tax-free. And so when you put it in just a comparative analysis against this and that, it wins every time. Now, where people get mistaken is they say, well, I don't want to do life insurance because I got a great 401k. It's not apples to apples. 401k entails risk up and down, yo-yo markets, uh, politicians getting elected, some whatever. The Fed said this. Life insurance is a steadward and onward upward. Yeah. It does not change. And so now when you when you call your, you know, the, the insurance company and you borrow that money because you want to buy the neighbor's house, you're selling it maybe for your kids or maybe to, uh, for a rental property or whatever the case, that's where the risk on the life insurance takes place. But hopefully you're close to the transaction. You understand the mechanics. It makes sense. And, uh, you know, you can have a house or maybe two yeah. houses. I don't know. So that's why it's because life insurance is guaranteed product. You're not going to lose in life insurance. Now, that's what Nelson teaches in the book, becoming your own banker. The idea is you need to understand how to become a banker. What does that mean? Well, you control a pool of money and you have to kind of evaluate risk. And should we spend 10 grand on this? Should we buy five grand of that? And so that the banker takes the risk of the pool of money. The pool of money is safe with the insurance company. They're 150 year old companies. Right. So I say most well, of the large banks have insurance as their investments. Exactly. hundred percent. So um, we definitely have that conversation. It uh, is a guaranteed way to put millions of dollars into the family with everybody who's born. So we can, you know, expand our reach. We can secure and, and, you know, it's interesting too. Um, when the Bible teaches seek ye first the kingdom of God and all else will be added unto you. And that's like, what is that? You got, you know, you can ask four or five of your friends and well, I think the kingdom is this. And I think the kingdom. So if you don't mind, I'd like to share um, what the kingdom of God is that I believe that scripture says it is. All right. The kingdom of God is different for everybody, but it's the same thing. Okay, and it's different for everybody. It's the same thing. So there's a there's a conviction placed on your heart through the Holy Ghost to who you are, to outreach, to seeing, to maybe go one on one in depth. That's your calling. Exactly. And when you embrace your calling for God's life, for God's call on your life, that's that's fulfilling the kingdom. Now, the moment you be a fraud and listen to the lies and get confused about who God called you to be and try to be somebody else and do something else and it's contrary to who God made you to be, you're not in the kingdom of God anymore. You're not seeking first the kingdom. And the beautiful part about God is he made you and you can be all you. I can be all of me and we don't take from each other. Amen. 
That's right. And, and we compliment each other to the contrary. And so a lot of people are trying to do these other things and they're not maximizing who they are. Excuse me. So one of the things I love is if you're doing the heavy lifting for your family, which I am, the Lord had called me out of um, a family who has uh, issues. I don't know about you, anybody listening or you, but you know, my family has some issues. Um, He sent me out and he said, no. And I, and I accepted my calling for God and I show up and I die daily. And I, I, I attempt to push forward to serve his kingdom. And my, I always wonder what would have happened if my father would have helped me from a young boy and what position would I have been in when I was 10, 12, 15, 18, 20. And a lot of people can't see it. But if we can get our families in order with discipline, teach them about a, an, uh, a heritage, not an inheritance. We want our children to understand our family's heritage and our family's heritage is, is spiritual. And so we can, what if we could spend and train our children and have the resources financially so our children don't have to muck through 50 years of their life till they finally get it figured out, start serving God in a capacity that glorifies him. So Amen. because of the, the confusion of how to seek ye first the kingdom, you know, I think when, once we start seeking first the kingdom, and this has been a testament to my life, you know, and I don't, I don't manage a ton of money. I don't have a ton of money. I don't want a ton of money, but I will take a ton of money. I will. You know, I'm not, I'm not anti-money, but I'm not, right. you know, not people, people, people ask how, how much money do you need? And it's like, well, how happy do you want to be? Exactly. I want to be as happy as I could possibly be. If you got a million dollars and all you need is 50,000, give the rest away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you need? You know, exactly. Yeah. How, how much oxygen do you want to breathe? It's just a funny yeah. question. How, how much yeah. money do you need? It's like. Oh, and all the air I can breathe. Like, give me it all. You know, how, well, you you know. Might, let me interrupt you for a second because you focus a second on heritage and inheritance. What's the difference between the two? Explain that a little further. Well, the Bible does tell us that it's a blessing to leave an inheritance to our children's children. And what that tells me is you don't want it. So you got the million, you only need 50. Put the other to work so you can start blessing your children's children. It's like, it's like hot potato. I don't want it but you're called to do it. And so what it does, it keeps you focused that this is not for me. This is actually for my children's children. I graduate and go get to reside with the the Holy God. Amen. My child's going to say, wow, I am now successor trustee of this foundation that has a pretty good chunk of resources in it. I don't want it. This is going to be for my children's children. And so every child that inherits says, I don't want it, but I will steward it. That's an inheritance. Now, a heritage is what shepherds and guides the inheritance. We earn this money in our family for being just. And we're just because the Bible calls us to. It calls us to take care of the the widows and the orphans, our neighbors, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Your children have to be tied to something that's big. And for a sense that this family 
This name is powerful because we serve Christ. Christ blesses us and we do not bend the knee to money. We are focused. And so your children need to understand what your core values are. What does my father stand for? You know, what does our family stand for? You know, and that's something you mentioned something a second ago about a family foundation, you know, because there are other benefits the life insurance is just the death benefits. You know, your ministry, Charity One, helps families to create a family foundation. Explain what a family foundation is and why it's important. Great, yes. So uh, a family foundation, the one we recommend and use, is a 501c3, pretty much the IRS saying that this is a tax-exempt organization. And it's an entity. And what I refer to it as is your charitable estate. Put it over to the side. It's the charitable estate. Now you have your personal estate. What is the state? AKA third grader stuff. It's your stuff. So we have our personal stuff. We have our charitable stuff. And the um, we're setting up a charity because government's incapable of charity because the initial act of what they do requires a gun. So when they get money and resources, the Ultimately, if you, you know, the, the populace doesn't participate, they come with a gun, take from you and put you in a cage. So the government is inept and not capable of providing charity because charity is voluntary. Right. You helping right. the neighbor, you helping the church, you do that out of the convictions of your heart. So they say, OK, great. We're, in, we're incapable of charity. We know that the citizenry is. So if they decide to set one of these up, we will not tax it. We'll leave them alone. We'll let them. Well, there's there's very big benefits to that. So if you're a business owner and you've built up a plumbing company, an electrical company, and you're towards the end of your road, I don't believe in retirement to the slightest bit. It's not found in anywhere in the scripture. You know, there are sabbaticals. Yeah, yeah there's, there's sabbaticals where you rest and get back. You know, they let the fields rest, you know. So, but you can take, you know, you get an offer on your company from a local company. You can take the shares of your company and donate them to the foundation. Let's just say you sell your plumbing company for a million bucks. You can launch that entire sale over to the foundation and let the foundation, the charitable estate, receive it income tax free. Mm. Now you can say, I used to be a plumber. Mm -hmm. Now I'm employed by a foundation. You can take a salary from the foundation for 50 grand a year that there's fringe benefits. They can pay for your health insurance. It can pay for your travel, you and your family and can get together every year and go on a family retreat. It's not a vacation. You guys can go down and, and sit there in Florida. If it's winter time where you're at and the sunny sunbeams and strategize about what do you want to do with your foundation? Who are the organizations we want to serve? I just got finished. Um, just got done um, reading David Green's book, Leadership Not by Design. He's the CEO of Hobby Lobby. Very good read for all believers. That company has given away half of its profits. Yeah, amen. They quit opening on Sundays and their revenue went up. Yeah. They said, we are not going to, we're coming on the, the fall season here of 2023 for Halloween. They said, we're not going to sell goblins and these little demons in our stores. And, and the marketers said, don't do it. We're going to lose out on revenue. Their revenue went up. 
Amen. Every time they, he set counsel and him and his wife prayed to God about the direction of their company, things multiplied. The God we serve is the God of multiplication, That's right. not addition, multiplying. Amen. You know, we, we, when we eat our apple, we count the amount of seeds in the apple. God counts the amount of apples that comes from the seed. Amen. That's right. And so this is just a, another tool, right? So, you know, the foundation is a place to really step into full-time ministry, especially if you've built up your for-profit business, you know, and you're ready to quote unquote retire, the foundation gives you and your family an anchor. And then you bring your children in on a junior board of trustees you teach them how to make executive decisions. You teach them how to invest the foundation's assets. You teach them how to create strategic relationships with missionaries and partnerships. And at the end of the day, you know, you know, it's it's not to say we don't want to give our children blessings when we leave. I just think handing them a, a cash of, you know, a pile of cash of half a million dollars and saying good luck. I mean, you're gonna wreck them. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna yeah, you're gonna just. You can see that in wealthy families, you know, mm -hmm. all across America. I mean, the, you know, the what I can't remember who said it, but you know, the 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 first founder builds the business, the son takes over the business, and the grandchildren ruin the business. You know, yeah. Something along those lines, you know. Yeah. That uh, you know, because they don't value it. They don't see, you know, the work that went into it. All they know is, hey, we're rich, you know, I don't, you know business runs itself, I guess, you know, and it's not like that, you know, and, and now there are, as you went into other benefits of life, death benefits, but the family foundation, you know, charityone.com is, is your website and what does charity one do to help other people build their foundations? Yeah, there's, there's a handful of things we do. First, we just have a sit down call. Who are you? What are you trying to accomplish? Can we help? Is it too early? Do we not have the appropriate assets or the means? Are we going to be selling a business in 10 years or a piece of real estate in a couple of years? Can we just get on the map. How can we help? Is it time to help? If let's say the answer is yes. Well, then we sit down, we go over a strategy meeting, we do inventory. What resources do we have? Which ones do we want to contribute to the charitable estate? Which ones do we want to keep in our private estate? From there, we kind of make a decision. Okay, from there, if it's a yes, well, then we get the entity formed, get an EIN pulled, help them out on the notary if they need it, get bank accounts set up, off to the races. Introduce, introduction to a good bookkeeper that we recommend. We have a handful, or you can use your own. It's pretty easy. From there, we um, offer a monthly coaching call where we log into Zoom, we chat, we have different objectives. And a lot of people, they have a charity while they have a business. So every year you can take a portion of your paycheck and donate to your charity. And the IRS says you can reduce your taxes by 30%. So let's just say you're making a hundred grand a year and you're like, I don't want to do 401k. Well, you can actually put money in the foundation. And if you put 30 grand in there, which would be 30%, you can actually pay taxes on 70 for your personal income and put 30,000 in the foundation and grow that. So the cool part about that strategy and the coaching calls, now we're not investment advisors by any stretch of the imagination. We teach principles to make business successful, relationships successful. 
the better you can grow your for-profit enterprise, the more you can put into the foundation. So some people endow the foundation with a big old chunk of money upon a sale of a business. Other people will put 10 grand in there for 20 years, put it in a mutual fund or put it in real estate lending and grow that. And that thing will just chug over time. And so now they, they build that up slowly with compound interest, life insurance policies. And then when they finally retire from their corporate job or whatever their career is, they're going into full-time ministry. And so that's how we help. We get clarity. We see if it's a good fit. And um, if not, we just kind of look at other things. How can we help? You know, we, we, we would only hope that everybody we got to work with qualified. But sometimes if they don't, maybe there's too much debt. So we help them in that. You know, we don't just drop people on their heads and serve them. We give them resources, you know, pray over them and get them going in the right direction. So Amen. do you sell yeah. products through that life insurance, annuities, all that, or do you refer them out to that? Or how does that work? Yes. So we do have a life insurance wing in our um, company separate from charity one. And so if it makes sense or if they don't have appropriate insurance or appropriate, you know, uh, life insurance policies will have that conversation as a, a kind of supporting asset for the foundation. And the beautiful part about that life insurance with the foundation is you can kind of burn down the life insurance policies value like a savings account. Now you're getting a dividend every year to refuel it. So these things can chug for a long period of time because the compound interest and growth and that's a whole separate podcast, but that's going to fire off a a pretty good death benefit. You know, anywhere I've seen anywhere from one to $30 million of death benefit come. And that goes back to the foundation. And so the spouse will get that one to 30 million. And then when she passed, and so she can burn that down and use it for her, her desires for ministry. And um, when she dies, more money comes. And so now the children, the foundation doesn't go anywhere just because the trustees die. Now the children come in and they manage the money that, that fired off from the, the mom's policy. Yeah. So uh, it's a beautiful kind of dovetail arrangement, very peaceful, guaranteed, and uh, just an amazing place to you know, help build that family legacy and heritage. So, Amen. And when someone reaches out through your website, charityone.com, what will they discover? They'll log in. They'll go through a, a quick sorting, which there's about 10 questions. You kind of say, who am I? Am I U.S., Canadian? And it ciphers you down. We get a little snapshot of who you are. And uh, from there, we reach out to you and um, have a have just a call like this and, and have a conversation. So, Amen. Amen. Uh, the Let's see. How can I phrase this, Lord? Okay. We've been talking about life insurance, business you know, finances, but in the end, it's all about leaving something behind for a person's family that can be drawn on as, you know, a, a benefit. Okay. Like you said, you can put the million dollars that you sold for your business in there and then re- retire off of that. Uh, Take a salary. 50,000 yeah. a year, something like that. Uh, at the same time, have that insurance policy where let's say that million dollars you put in there and now, you know, five, six, seven years later you die. Now you got another $10 million going into the the foundation to take care of the family from there. But, you know, and that's really 
the purpose is to take care of you now. And by saying now, I'm not talking about today because you're you're just starting it. But as you get ready to retire, they said 401ks, uh, IRAs, all that. The government can change those things at a whim. You know, well, it was tax free, but now we're doubling the taxes on it. You know, stuff like that. I mean, they they can do whatever they want, and you can't say the government's got a lot of money because they're running out. They're they're racking up their credit card debt. They got to find it from somewhere, and guess what they can find? All those IRAs and four hundred one ks, and suddenly it'll be taxed at forty percent or whatever the case may be. Right. So it's important to be able to shelter that with something that's already been approved as being tax-free, which is the 501c3, because it's a charity. And, and what? how much, I know when we set up our 501c3 for the ministry, it took a while. It, it took a good six months, you know, eight months, something like that, to get it all approved and all the paperwork filed and all that good stuff. Uh, has things changed? We did ours, you know, 22 years ago. Have things changed? Is it faster? Is it harder now? Yeah. It, you know, what's going on? Yeah, there's, there's, there was a time, um, and I don't know if you remember the name Lois Lerner. She mm -hmm. worked for the IRS and got blatantly caught uh, discriminating against conservative in, in, in yeah. foundations. So yeah. that was under the Obama era. Luckily, we're, we're through that. And it's actually, I think, gotten better. We're talking six weeks. And that's usually when you get your, your determination letter in the mail, the 1023 that says so-and-so family foundation. It's congratulations is what it starts off with. Yeah. When's the last time you got a letter that said congratulations from the IRS? Um, so yes, about six weeks up and running, up and running in about a month. Letter comes in about six to eight weeks about. So yeah, yeah. it's definitely, yeah. definitely changed. And it's all done online. They've streamlined it. So uh, very oh, easy wow. to do. Yeah. When we did ours, it was all paper. <laughs> you know? Yep. It was. It was for the longest time. So I've only been in the industry for coming up on about five years. So yeah. um, you know, yeah. I hear the I hear the older stories, but yeah. Yeah, it's just, go, it's just it's just a do tool. You have lawyers that that help with that, or is it just you know uh, online and attorneys review it? So the the documents have already are have already been created. So what we ultimately end up doing is submitting an application. Plugging and playing. It's a document. It's a contract. And uh, it just needs to get notarized. And from there, you plug plug in a bank account and it's pretty straightforward. If you want to have your, uh, your family attorney or local attorney review it, absolutely. Um, but it's just a straightforward, you know, pretty much a templated contract. And it's in trust form as well. So you, you become a trustee and uh, things of that nature. So, Amen. And that you can help people in whatever state they're in, all 50 states? Absolutely. Amen. 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 So Kirk. And even, and so even Canadians too. So really? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause yeah. If you asked if they're in the United States or Canada, praise God. Mm -hmm. So Canada has their own version of this. Then. Yeah. But they could use the U S hmm. they can okay. use a U.S. entity, even though they're in Canada. So it's ah, the same, okay. it's the same system. So and a lot of Canadians actually do business down here, believe it or not. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was born and raised up in Michigan and we actually, where my grandmother's house was, was on the St. Clair river, looking straight across the river into Canada, you know, Interesting. We used to swim across the river, you know, illegally. We were illegal. <laughs> <laughs> then we turn around, come back. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, Canadian, yeah. Canadian. Yeah. That's funny. 
that's why you know saying a that's just like you know most people saying y'all down south you know right. or up north you know it's it's always man it's cold outside today eh? you know i mean it's, it's just you know that's just how we talk, talk you know that's I mean, funny that's well kirk funny. this has been so interesting if someone to ask a question receive more information or maybe even have you on an interview such as this how can they do that how can someone get in touch with you yeah great my uh email starting out is kirk k-i-r-k-b-w at pm.me that's in okay. pm post midnight dot me mike echo so that's one of the best places um, just shoot an email or go to the website and fire off on the form and we'll contact you that way. So Amen. we have conversations about life insurance, um, and just getting the clarity that you need. Yeah. So we can, we can stop being confused. You know, they're saying right now, uh, the average 401k balance upon somebody hitting retirement is 68,000. Ooh, that's not And so there's a, there's a whole bunch of people who are literally going to work you know, potentially jobs they don't want until the day they pass. Yeah. And look, I'm a big fan of working, working, work, work, work. The Lord worked six days and rested on the seven. So, but what if you could do something you enjoyed? Yeah. And all that is, is a decision. It's a conversation, you know, and uh, we're called to be different, transformed by the renewing of our minds. Romans 12, two says, so yeah. Amen. we can't expect to live extraordinary lives or different lives. If we're taking information from pharaoh yeah we need we need to stay under the shadow of god and 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 hold firm to his truths and uh it'll bless our children beyond anything we could imagine and and we need more people focused on solving problems Uh, folks not creating them kurt cordell has tapped into something here that really every single family needs to be informed about i mean other than our eternal salvation financial planning is something that you know you need here now because you can't take it with you to heaven amen you might not like to think about it like that and it's a difficult topic to dwell on but if you take the time now to deal with the issue it'll be a blessing to your loved ones once the ultimate event does take place and you're rejoicing in heaven while they're still here and rotten here and now amen (laughs) we pray that event's a long way off but bottom line it will happen it's a guarantee to happen amen and when it does we pray that your next destination is beyond description, of course. But your loved ones, I said, still have to deal with everything going on here. What better gift can you give than to make sure they're taken care of when that event happens? I urge you to drop down the show notes. Reach out to Kirk Hotel right now. Ask your questions. Receive some insight and information that will benefit you now and in your future and your loved one's future as well. I mean, you heard Kirk discuss various things that have blessed him. Now he's blessed helping other people doing this type of planning get in touch see what he can do for you the worst that can happen is you find out maybe you're on the right path right now and you're good to go maybe just a tweak here a tweak there and you're good that's the worst that can happen amen drop down the show notes get in touch with kirk right now kirk i want to thank you for taking the time to come on the program today the information you shared is priceless i do appreciate your time thank you so much folks that's all the time we have for today for kirk hortel myself pastor bob reminded to be blessed in all that you do Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. 
please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.